You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. You're listening to the Pull Box Podcast. The International Graphic Novel Book Club. Here are your hosts, Curtis Finley and Michael Cohen. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Pullbox Podcast. I am your host, Curtis Findlay. And I am Jamie Fong. And uh, this is our final episode with Jamie. Oh, so sad. <laughs> but Mike, has been awesome, thank you. Yeah, um, we'll have to have you on our, our show in the future, um, definitely. Uh, and Mike is going to be back with us in the next episode so you can uh, uh we'll be back to our normal comic banter but we'd love to have a round table at some point with you and with julia who was on the show last last month as well um to keep up the uh, c- the conversations because we talk about i talk about different types of things with these different co-hosts than i would with mike hmm. um so it's uh yeah it's a uh, it's neat to experience different perspectives and such um yeah, if, if you missed it already, we, we, we've we talked about two weeks ago um, the book called This One Summer by Mariko and Jillian Tamaki. And then last last week we talked about Private Eye by uh, Brian K. Vaughn and Marcos Martin. So in this episode, we are diving into a Marvel comic called Patsy Walker, a.k.a. Hellcat, um, which was written by Kate Leff with art by Brittany L. Williams. Patsy Walker, a.k.a. Hellcat, is the story of a, um, a superhero who, I guess, isn't really a superhero. She kind <laughs> of is. Um, but uh, in order to make ends meet, because superheroism doesn't actually pay well, she has to get um, a job. And so we see her trying to fit in and get a couple of jobs throughout uh, the book, including um, barista, um, retail clerk, and eventually, I think, working at a bookstore. Um, and uh, all, the, all the while, there's also um, a plot about a new, a new character who, I guess, is the son of the, um, um, the apartment building owner that she lives in who can control bed bugs. Oh, yeah, that was one, uh, one issue of that, yeah. And then, um, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, um, the issues are all serialized. It's, I mean, it, like self-contained stories. They, um, she meets Doctor Strange in one, and um, another one just focuses on her, her job. Yeah, and then there's the, the big bad guy named Cassiolena, who I guess is as Guardian and yep. is trying to uh, take her revenge on hellcat it seems like it's based on some past history that um is not really elaborated upon right um so they're they have to battle her and so hellcat enlists the help of a couple of other uh strong-armed female superheroes (laughs) that uh like um she hulk and valkyrie and they go in and uh you know take care of business (laughs) (laughs) yeah she's also um Kind of the uh, the first uh, issue uh, of this, and, and I mean it was also collected as a a volume uh, at trade paperback. But 
Um, it starts off with her also getting a new roommate who becomes a recurring character right. uh, or regular character. Uh, and his, he, she started off actually thwarting him as he tried to rob an armored truck. Because he has powers, <laughs> he apparently. Has powers as well. But then she kind of... Re, uh, turns them in, uh, realize they're like, oh, he doesn't. You don't need to use your powers for, for bad. You can, uh, <laughs> you can work at a bookshop <laughs> and put away books with your telekinesis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, he becomes a friend and a roommate. Patsy Walker has such a weird history, <laughs> so strange because she was a character from the forties, okay. who was in who. This was before Marvel Comics was actually Marvel Comics. Oh. And they, Marvel, before they were kind of into the superhero business, they published uh, monster stories in, in books like uh, Journey into Mystery and Strange Tales, which eventually got taken over by superheroes. Um, <laughs> and then uh, Westerns was a big one. Yeah. And Romance Comics was the other one. And Patsy Walker was one of the Romance Comics that that the company that eventually became Marvel published. And Patsy Walker actually had a number of different titles. Um, uh, I think like three or four romance titles going on at the same time in the 40s. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then um, eventually romance comics kind of, uh, no one cared about them, so all those characters fell into obscurity. But in the 70s, they brought Patsy Walker into the Marvel mainstream continuity and turned her into a superhero called Hellcat. Oh. And yeah, <laughs> I didn't I didn't know anything about Patsy Walker before reading this. Yeah, so she um she was on a superhero team called the Defenders for a while and I think maybe if she was an Avenger for a, a while as well. Um and uh and she's just been one of those characters who's not hasn't been really used and she's got an interesting origin as well because she she is. She was originally called the Cat, but then became Hellcat because, and I don't know this incredibly well, but there's some sort of uh, she went to hell and became <laughs> that's vaguely alluded to in one panel. Like, oh yeah, I went to hell. Yeah, <laughs> and that's where she got her powers or something like that. And she she doesn't have a. I don't know. I don't know what the the whole story is. I'd have to read up on it because I never really knew anything about Hellcat. I'm also not even entirely clear on what her powers exactly. Are. <laughs> yeah, and they, they they she just kind of pulls out powers as she needs them here in this book as well, and and um, that I think is a is just played up for laughs. Yeah. here <laughs> it should be said that um, this is a funny book. It's yeah. not taken seriously. Um, it's uh, it's totally kind of tongue in cheek superhero superhero book, um, almost satire, and. Um, I think the only reason it exists is because Patsy Walker was a character in the Jessica Jones Netflix show. Mm-hmm. They called her Trish Walker. Oh, and um, that's right. Uh, because Patsy's kind of an old name. <laughs> it's it's kind of funny because all of these characters in these Marvel movies, it, they're they're set in modern day, but they all have really old names like Jane <laughs> and Bruce and you know, um, all of, yeah. Um, and then so Patsy is one of them where that's that's just an old style name. But I guess Trish Pat- could Patricia. also come, yeah, from, both can come they from They are Patricia, both right? short versions of Patricia. Okay. Um, but Patsy is just, you don't, you don't hear <laughs> yeah. that anymore. So they called her Trish just to update it for the Jessica Jones show. And um, they alluded to, um, they kind of folded 
Patsy Walker's romance comic history into the Netflix show by saying that she was a child actress. Right. Um, that she, uh, um, yeah, they had comics made of her and she was on TV in a romance show or something like and that. The mother and had profited from her. Exactly. And <laughs> so they gave her that backstory. And it seems like that is kind of seeped into regular Marvel mainstream continuity right. as well. Um, what did you think? Uh, what did you think of this book? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. It's lots of fun. Um, it reminds, uh, it's in the same vein as uh, Squirrel Girl, if you've been reading that. Right, yeah. Um, yeah, very kind of meta. <laughs> uh, lots of jokes, but um, but um, yeah. And and also, yeah, it, I like how it's, because it, this is, kind of, it's like a reboot, right? This is like the start of I think uh, so. the relaunch of this series. So yep. um, it's very accessible for People who haven't don't have a deep knowledge of the big all her back history, but also general Marvel history. So it yeah. kind of um, like there's characters and things introduced, or she'll kind of like allude to some things in the past, but then she's kind of like, ah, oh, that's not that important. <laughs> <laughs> it is interesting because you can tell that they they know their history because yeah. they do reference stuff that happens to her in the seventies. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you don't need to know. In fact, it's a very different Hellcat. She's a completely different character, has a completely different personality. She's very happy and bubbly <laughs> and um, almost absent-minded sometimes. And um, so it's, uh, you don't, yeah, you don't need to know any of that history. Yeah. And that, like, cause there's all these other, like, it starts off, she, she's working for She-Hulk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and then get fired. Um, and then, and there's, other like uh, yeah, and like you said, Doctor Strange kind of comes in at some point. It's just like it also kind of reminds me uh, of the re- uh, the um, Hawkeye, where he has all these kind of big f- uh, friends, but then it's more focused on life outside of the superhero team. They're outside of all right. the big action. It's yeah, them kind of going about their day to day business. Exactly, <laughs> which I enjoy a lot. And so <laughs> she just pops by to say hi to Doctor Strange. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, and the two of them were. Both in the Defenders, oh, that, okay. that team in the seventies. So that's they have a they do have a actual relationship there. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a I I don't read a whole lot of Marvel these days. Mm-hmm. Um, but I read Vision last month, right? And then I read this one, and both of those were kind of the slice of life. Um, um, I don't know, just the, yeah, the slice of life behind the scenes kind of superhero books. Yeah. Um, and then I feel like with titles like Squirrel Girl and like Howard the Duck and yeah. like there, there's a whole side, there's the super serious side of Marvel that's all about saving the world and big bad guys <laughs> and fighting and stuff. And yeah. then there's this um, other side of Marvel that uh, doesn't take itself so seriously and is in my opinion, a little bit more fun to read <laughs> more. And so I, I, I really enjoy, um, I, I enjoy the fact that Marvel is putting stuff out like this as well. So yeah. there really is stuff for everybody. And it, what's yeah. also interesting is that like it, it is kind of, it, it is like all ages, although it, the characters are kind of like in their twenties or something. So they are kind of dealing with, yeah, like, <laughs> their jobs and, yeah. and kind of like adult um, situations, but not like like adult adult situations yeah. or like inappropriate for kids sort of situation. It's just more, yeah. It's kind of this, um, yeah. <laughs> 
Um, uh, I should note that there's a character in here uh, that we meet in the first issue. Um, he he's the guy who runs the bookstore. What oh, is Tom his name? Somebody. Tom Hale. Tom Hale. And he was actually a character from the Patsy comics in the 40s. Mm, okay. And they've brought him back and kind of updated his character as well. So he's a, yeah, he's a th- throwback as well. Okay. Um, which I don't, and I don't think he's been seen since the 40s. So <laughs> he's, he's, he's aged really well. <laughs> uh, like the, when, um, like, because when Valkyrie came in, I actually didn't know who that was. I assume you know. She's also on I the that Defenders was, for a I while. I thought that was Thor. Yeah. Because uh, I know they have the female the, Thor. Right. right? Uh, yeah, no, she's, um, she's also Asgardian. She is Asgardian, and, okay. um, Yeah, she's been around for quite a while also, but is just underused. Um, I feel like um, I have a theory, and I don't know if it's true or not, but um, Marvel, and maybe DC as well, needs to use their characters every seven or years or so right. in order to just keep up on their own copyright. Like, the <laughs> characters yeah. have to be in use. Mm-hmm. And so books like this, where it's a character that hasn't been used for a while, they they dump a whole lot of C-list characters like <laughs> Valkyrie and stuff right. in order to reuse, to, to keep those um, cameos going, yeah. or those uh, copyrights going. I know Deadpool has a comic now called... Um, Deadpool and the Mercs for Money, where he joins a he f- forms a team in order to uh, to make some cash on uh, <laughs> his his work, yeah. and and they've dumped a whole ton of C list characters in there, like Slapstick, who's just this <laughs> one off character from the from the mid nineties or something like that, and um and uh, it's just a whole bunch of ones that it'll be a flash in the pan, they'll be gone, and then in seven years we'll see them pop up again <laughs> because they need to keep their copyrights going. Hmm. I don't know if that's accurate at all, but I I um, have always wanted to just to track back and see when these obscure characters, every time they appear. Like a timeline of their uh, Yeah, if, you know, Brian Michael Bendis has this big sheet on his wall of these characters where they they, he has a list of characters that he has to use. It's like, where can I fit in so-and-so because the copyright needs to be renewed or something like that. And like, oh, okay, I'll just stick him in Hellcat. (laughs) (laughs) I found as it got kind of more into the supervillain plot, I lost a little interest you know so did i it was not <laughs> yeah it was not as fun i just got too m- much of a superhero book I, yeah yeah the appeal uh, the appeal of this one is how does a superhero behave when she's not a superhero yeah i enjoyed when she was working at this like clothing shop and and having to deal with like her manager who's younger than her and ordering <laughs> yeah. her around <laughs> yeah and and stopping crimes yeah on a smaller scale and trying to keep her hidden identity although everyone seemed to know who she is <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's kind of a running joke because um, people when she's or actually i guess they recognize her as the child character or as the right uh they're like oh as the tv star they don't know that she's hellcat oh, yeah okay so there's multiple identities she's kind of <laughs> but yeah they recognize her from tv um <laughs> and it's just really funny then she gets a tattoo of hellcat on her <laughs> shoulder <laughs> yeah um yeah, and speaking of um, of everybody knowing her secret identity, one of the big plot points toward the end here, in um, toward the last chapter, is that uh, um, one of her, one of Patsy Walker's rivals, is the person who kind of owns the the rights to the Patsy Walker TV show. Right, and I guess 
um, Patsy is using She-Hulk, the lawyer, <laughs> yeah. as, um, as trying to get the rights back to her her own character, mm-hmm. her own TV personality character. And so um, this this rival is, hires Jessica Jones to try and find some dirt on Patsy. Right. And then uh, the last issue, everyone's at a carnival and... Jessica Jones pretty much just walks up and says, I, I figured it out in an hour, you guys. You're, you're Hellcat. <laughs> so do you know much outside of this comic or Jessica Jones, the series, um, about their relationship? Um, as far as I know, they don't really know each other at all. Right. Um, they paired the two up in the TV series. but they're, um, they're like best friend in the TV series. Right? So in the Jessica Jones comic, the role of Trish Walker was actually p- played by Carol Danvers. Um, right, Marvel. I did read that. And okay. so I'm sure because Carol Danvers is going to be in her own movie pretty soon, right. they didn't want to put her in the Netflix show, so they stuck Patsy Walker to, pl- okay. to fill that role. Um, but still retained some of her history. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And um, but uh, as far as I know, in the comics, they don't have a relationship, which I think is shown here because Jessica is yeah, meeting meetings. Patsy for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I'm certain that's because the two of them are buddies in the TV show. <laughs> yeah. So they're going to have to meet up in the comics sooner or later and become buddies. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They. Uh, um, they. It's. It always happens. The comics influence the TV show or the movie, and then that the movie or the TV show in turn influences the comics. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the last issue is um, is by a different artist. Oh, yeah. It's a uh, fill-in artist. Natasha. Natasha Allegri. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of her before? Yeah. She does... Um, she's worked, I think, on Adventure Time, but I think she's also... Have you read or heard of Being Puppy Cat? <laughs> oh, I have. Yeah. <laughs> like it was like a... I don't know, like a YouTube... Show okay, so, okay, so that makes sense. Which then. also turned into a comic later. Yeah, yeah. So she's kind of big in her own right. Right. I uh, was um, it and had a very distinct style. It's a very <laughs> distinct style, and it's quite different from the other from uh, um, Brittany Williams. Mm-hmm. I was um, I was actually not really impressed by by a lot of this one. It was a weird, a strange tone. Um, Compared to like, it felt very much like a like a one off separate from the rest of the. Even though it was carrying on the story yeah. continuity, um, it was a little jarring. Um, well, and even, even though I do like her art, um, maybe not so much in. This I think context. she would probably <laughs> be suited to Adventure Time a little bit better than this, just because she's a little, quite a bit more out there in terms of her style, her expressions, her mannerisms, um, even the backgrounds and yeah. such. Um, the uh, because Hellcat already, this book is already kind of funny and out there, but then that one issue took it to an even more <laughs> of an extreme, and yeah. it felt a little bit off. Yeah. Um, uh, and and even Kate Less' writing kind of went went more off, more extreme mm-hmm. to match the artwork, I think, as yeah. well. Um, yeah, and it dealt with Arcade, who's an old X Men villain. villain. Who I'm sure yeah, hasn't been around for about seven years, <laughs> and uh, turned him into kind of a joke character. He always kind of has been a joke character, but he's been a threat more often than a joke. Yeah. But this one, he was kind of a joke, and uh, yeah. So it was a. It unfortunately, it's the last issue of the volume, <laughs> so it kind of I feel like it ends on a not as of a strong note. And another thing I found because I I just read these like last night the the last two issues. 
the 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 second last issue end on the cliffhanger like Jessica Jones. Yeah. And then so did this one. It was like too yeah. like I thought it would jump right into her joining the story more, but it was kind of like the same cliffhanger on both of those, which is kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like um the the arc is actually issues one to five. Right. And then yeah. six kind of is a throwaway issue, except at the, in the last page Jessica <laughs> Jones meets the cast. Um so but yeah, it's a I I'll be interested to see where the series goes. Mm-hmm. I hope that it um like I have no idea where it's gonna go. That's yeah. the thing, is that <laughs> it didn't it didn't really set up anything. It set up uh it set up um Jessica Jones being part of the story. Yeah. But we have no idea I mean a larger picture at all. Going into some sort of legal battle about but that, the rights. <laughs> but that's <laughs> or that's just kinda ongoing is, all the time. Yeah, that's <laughs> gonna have to be a um a side story. Yeah. I'm I'm imagining. <laughs> so I don't know. Um yeah. Well, it's funny, yeah, because I, like I said, I was more interested in that than than any of the actual superhero yeah, business, right? Um, and yeah, it's kind of funny because her, I feel like her powers are like she's kind of acrobat. She's kind of like Catwoman, except she can uh, phase her costume on and off, right? And she has kind of like a Spidey sense, right? Sort of yeah. thing going on. <laughs> Um, I mentioned this when I was talking about the vision in a past episode, is that that is such a specific story by the, a very specific team of people. Mm-hmm. When that story arc is done and they switch creative teams, will it just become another superhero book? Right. And I feel like this could go the same direction. Once these two creators are off of this book, because they put such a distinct, their own distinct personality into the writing and mm-hmm. the art, will Hellcat stop? Right. Or will it will they will it just become another superhero book? Actually, um reading uh Squirrel Girl, yep. um there was like a a one off or something um written by someone else, I can't remember who it was. And different art, different style and I was like totally lost interest. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Where like I was very much on board with uh it's Ryan North and Erica Henderson, I think were the main people. But okay. um yeah, it was, it was this weird crossover. Actually, it was a crossover with Howard the Duck. I don't know if you oh, saw yeah, that one. No. And then it was kind of like, I was just like, there's just so many characters and uh, plot things that I was completely disinterested in. Huh. Um, and I was, yeah. It, I Yeah, I could see, yeah, the, the the artists or the creative team, yeah, they bring such a... Very specific. Yeah, very specific thing that uh, when that, any of that's kind of tinkered with... Uh, yeah, I, I guess it just goes in a different direction, and whether you follow or like it or not, it's a, <laughs> um, yeah, what can you do? <laughs> yeah, we'll have to see where it goes. Um, I did enjoy this. I, um, I, I, yeah, I'll recommend it for people wanting to uh, see a different type of Marvel book. Yeah. Um, so that's not totally wrapped up in Civil War Two and all of the other <laughs> stuff that's going on with Marvel right now. Um, definitely worth. Uh, checking out because it's 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 just fun it's a fun superhero book and i appreciate that kind of that kind of thing a lot yeah and like very kind of diverse cast as well uh, yep characters and like i think um there's uh what the, her roommate uh is like a asian american guy and i think at some point he it's revealed he's bisexual right and uh there's but in a in a not a 
like a plot device type of no, way. No, just it's kind just of, a, yeah. It, we've, we have finally reached the point where characters can be gay or bi, and it's it's doesn't have to be mentioned. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah, so that's, like, although we just mentioned it now, so does that mean that... Uh, well, they, <laughs> yeah, they mention it, like, maybe issue five, and I think it's not not even really alluded to, but it, it's kind of, it is there, I guess, earlier on. As right, well. because Tom, what's his name? Uh, oh, Hale. Tom Hale. Tom Hale's gay yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, and so he, they, uh, I don't know, they make eyes at each other or whatever. Yeah, that, there is some in the background, yeah. they're like, hey, hey. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, culturally diverse as well. Mm-hmm. It's got a nice, yeah, it's just a well-rounded cast. It's got a good, and each of them have distinct personalities. Um, I don't feel like it's the same character, just with different color skin. It's, right. uh, it, it's nice. It's it's uh yeah. Oh, can I ask you one up? thing about sure. um because I don't really know much about She-Hulk or okay. anything. Um and then in that final uh issue cuz she um she I don't know she like turns off her green. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and kind of go through and I I never I've never seen She-Hulk not green. Yeah. Like I didn't so know she hulks out to be like that. I have no idea where she's at right now <laughs> with the character. There have been times when she can turn it on and off. And there have been times when Bruce Banner can do that too. Right. Um, and it just depends on which writer's doing it because right. they kind of write it into their how they want to tell the story. Right. But um, She-Hulk was severely injured in the Civil War storyline, okay. like really, really bad. And so I don't know where in continuity this fits, if it's before that or if it's after that. Um, it's probably before that because I think that just happened. Right. But it's going to lead into this new Hulk series that we talked okay. about in the last episode. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, she does – apparently she does do that. I always thought <laughs> she was kind of permanent Hulk. Like I, I didn't even realize she was – which she was human in the first place. <laughs> That's a stupid question. I know oh, nothing yeah. about She-Hulk. No, she, um, <laughs> she was dying, and the only way she could be saved was with a blood transfusion from a relative. Right. And so Bruce Banner's her cousin, the only oh, one right. around. So he <laughs> right. gave her the blood transfusion, but of course, because his blood is gamma irradiated, yeah. she became She-Hulk. Right. And... Uh, and I think for the most part, she has been just permanently yeah. She-Hulk. She doesn't have to be, like, angry to nope. bust out. No. Um, and then, yeah, and Hulk doesn't, depending on oh. the... the <laughs> depending on the... Depending yeah. on the writer as well. I think sometimes he's just permanently the Hulk and never changes back to Bruce Banner. <laughs> and sometimes he switches back and forth. And, right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just a bunch of stuff, but... Um, okay. You'll have to ask... That. You'll have to look it up on Wikipedia yeah. or something. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah, check out Hellcat... And, um, yeah, let me run down what we're going to do in the next episode. Um, we will be, uh, Mike will be back with us and, um, he's going to pick a book called Kaiju, Kaiju Max, uh, by Xander Cannon. That's Xander with a Z, not with an X, um, or Z for all you Americans that are (laughs) listening. Uh, and then I pick, I'm picking Demon Volume 1 by Jason Shiga. A, a book about a guy who tries to kill himself, but then after he's dead, he wakes up the morning that he decides he wants to kill himself. <laughs> so, <laughs> And it gets caught in this loop of uh, killing himself, then waking up again. And then um, Tetris by Box Brown, about the history of the video game. I'm already halfway through it, and it's actually very interesting if you are 
into kind of the business side of things because right. there's a lot of shady business deals that go down in oh. this book. So, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, quite interesting. So those will be some good conversations next month. Um, Jamie, thank you for being on the show for these oh, past three episodes. Thank you so much for inviting me on. Yeah, been fun. it's been great. I, I've really enjoyed our conversations, and uh, we'll have to definitely get you back on the show again. Yeah, um, and I don't know if I would have read Hellcat either. Uh, otherwise, and it was, I enjoyed it a lot. That's what I love about this podcast is because I think a majority of the books I probably wouldn't have picked up on my own, and <laughs> right. then I ended up liking a bunch of them. So <laughs> it's like, yeah, um, and that's our hope for people as well, that you are inspired to read books that you wouldn't normally read um, based on our recommendations. Yeah, so uh, if you have any recommendations of books that you think we should read, uh, we encourage you to write in to us at the pullbox podcast at gmail.com and we will yeah we'll we'll get to your uh, suggestions eventually so thanks for listening everybody and we'll see you in the next episode keep reading comics for more pullbox podcast episodes you can check out pullboxpodcast.com to submit a reader poll uh, you can email thepullboxpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us at Twitter and on Instagram at pullboxpodcast. And you can follow me, Curtis, on Instagram at Curtis Bidley. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at arkwulf, A-R-K-W-U-L-F. Uh, you, can, you can also find all of our other great podcasts over at thunderquack.com. And uh, uh, that's the home of the Thunderquack Podcast Network, of which we are proudly a part. And, uh, and if you want to help support all of our podcasts at Thunderquack, you can do that by heading to patreon.com slash thunderquack. And, uh, and, and you, can, you can pledge your support over there. Every dollar helps. But uh, if you're a Pullbox fan and supporter, then you'd definitely be interested in the $20 level, which allows you to get all three episodes of the Pullbox podcast, all three of our books, as one super long episode uh, right at the beginning of the month, as opposed to having to wait for the individual episodes to be released. So you can find all that at patreon.com slash thunderquack and all of our other podcasts at thunderquack.com.